On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're talking about tomorrow's game against the Arizona Coyotes. We talk about all of that, where this Lightning team ends in the year 2022. We talk about all that more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dank. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for joining me on today's episode, the last episode of 2022. It's crazy, I know, but we are here. We are on the cusp of 2023. We got a lightning game tomorrow, their last game of 2022 against the Arizona Coyotes. We're talking about that game tonight and just some of the things, you know, some of the good memories, I guess, or or, or some of the things that we want to see, actually. You know what? We're not going to look back towards 2022. What I want to do is I want to look towards 23, some of the things I hope to see in 23. So if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow down below. If you're watching us on YouTube, we are available also where – Podcasts are distributed in audio form. That is everywhere. That is Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. So we're talking about tomorrow's game against the Arizona Coyotes in this one. And the Arizona Coyotes are a team that that I love to, to dump on every chance I get. Let's be honest. They are probably... Not probably. They are definitely the worst franchise, in my opinion, in the league. One of the worst ran franchises. Just a sorry excuse of a franchise ran. And I say that because they have talent on their team. They have good players. They have accumulated a good group of guys on this team to where if they were ran the right way, if, if, you know, they were, and, and no disrespect to the state of Arizona, but listen, the NHL has tried their experiment there in Arizona for years, and, and it's just not panning out. I'm sorry. It, 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 it's gotten to the point where it's laughable now. They are playing at Arizona State University in front of 5,000 fans a night, which is cool. Love the college hockey atmosphere. If you've never watched a college hockey game, go ahead and watch it. It's nuts. It's absolutely berserk. But really, there's the fact that a professional hockey team goes from playing what maybe they had 15,000 people 17,000 people uh well seeds not 15,000 people on a nightly basis but it, it's just it's laughable now we're we're playing we have a team uh, an NHL franchise that does not have any real home to call their own uh they are 13 16 and 5 and like i said they have good players they have good players Jacob Chikrin Nick Schmaltz uh, Clayton Keller. Those are probably some of my favorite names or fav- favorite players that in the league right now, you know, that are, you know, you don't really know. Uh, Nick Bukestad, uh, you know, just Zach Cassian, who is going to be a pain in the butt tomorrow night, 100%. He is, uh, you may remember him from his days in Edmonton. Uh, so there are good players on this team. And, you know, they have Nick Ritchie, another one. Um, so they're going to be a tough team. 
and they've been playing well. They're they're coming into tomorrow tomorrow's game. Uh, winners of six uh, in their last ten, coming in six three and one. Winners of their last three. They beat Toronto the other night six three, which helped us, which was great, fantastic, phenomenal. Love it. Do it again, please. Uh, and if you look at who they've played over their last stretch, like I said, this team, they're, they're not very well ran in terms of organizational stuff and front office. And they're obviously not a, a free agency destination, um, but they do have good players and you see the results there. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. They'll probably be end up being a lottery team. But they are a team that is tough nonetheless. They kind of remind me of uh, Columbus in a way. Columbus, not a very good team. The only thing that's subtracted from that equation, um, Arizona doesn't exactly have a star. I guess we could say Clayton Keller. But Clayton Keller still has a way to go before we could compare him to Johnny Grudeau. So, But just looking at their last 10 uh, like I said, they just beat Toronto. Before that, they beat Colorado, who, you know, one can make the case, well, Colorado isn't what they are usually. They're out without McKinnon. I believe they're also missing Landeskog as well. Um, those are two big pieces for that team to be missing right now. They beat the Kings, which, in my opinion, I just – the Kings are a decently good team, um, but I think that's a, that's a game where – you see those two teams playing against each other. You know, that's not exactly a situation where you where you say to yourself, uh, the Kings have this in the bag. And then they lost previously in uh, to that, playing the Kings to Vegas, 5-2. Lost to Montreal. Uh, they lost to Buffalo. They beat the Islanders. You know, I'm looking at some of these losses. Uh, they beat Boston, which is a big win for them. Obviously, a big win for the Lightning is a uh, – as well but yeah um definitely a team that could go out there and if anything proves from their last 10 a team that could go out there and surprise you that could play to the level of more talented teams that's just not but the issue with that is that's not going to be a a play that is going to be able to be sustainable over the course of an 82 game season which obviously is the reason why this team is a bottom-dwelling bottom team, uh, not only in the Western Conference, but also in the NHL. So the Lightning really should go out there, and if their matchup the other night against Montreal was any indication of what really the Lightning can do uh, to a team that is kind of at the bottom of the barrel of the NHL, then the Lightning are in good shape. Now, having said that, you look at the Lightning, how they played against the Rangers. Now, in that same breath, the Rangers are a different team than a Montreal, than an Arizona. They do have young talent, but they also have the experience. They're also, I would say, the Rangers are a middle-of-the-pack team right now at best. Uh, they do have way better goaltending than Montreal and, and Arizona. So, you know, there's that. Uh, but... Really, I, I hope that we see the effort that we saw in the Montreal game than what we saw in the Ranger game. Now, I said on last night's episode after the game that, yeah, I mean, 
all things considered, a win is a win. You know, there there are I would have liked to have seen the lightning score uh in the first period and potentially in the second. You would have liked to have seen three goals, but there was really nothing there. It was just mostly two teams throughout the course of the game, just almost as if they weren't not willing, but it was almost as if they were kind of not wanting to take chances uh, to try and get an edge on the opposing team. And what you got out of that was just pretty much a vanilla, somewhat to me, boring game with with good goaltending uh, throughout that. And it was really more so what it came down to was which goaltender was going to blink first. And obviously no goaltender. Both guys played well in that, Bazzi and and Shesterkin, and that's why we arrived at a shootout win. Um, I would very much hope that we do see the Lightning win this game in regulation. I would I would very much like that. I spoke the other night that, that this was the Lightning's seventh game that has gone beyond uh, regulation this year. Um, I feel like, and, and I feel like the Lightning had that same amount of number, Um last year probably more off the top of my head i don't really know the number but what i'm trying to get to is that obviously with as the season goes on and and yeah you want to win games you just obviously want to win a bunch of those games in regulation you want to limit the amount of minutes that your players are on the ice as a team so uh that's why it's imperative i feel that they uh wrap things up in regulation and they should should be able to against Arizona. I would I would be somewhat upset if we're sitting here uh, Sunday because I will be putting out an episode on New Year's Day, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'd be somewhat a little bit of s- upset if the Lightning do not finish this up in regulation, especially against a lowly team such as the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I would also expect that Brian Elliott is probably in net. I would be very shocked. I mean, I was shocked the other night that Vasilevsky uh, was in net for the second straight night, but you know, with the day off, uh, yes, with the day off yesterday and then the Lightning playing tomorrow, the day off today, excuse me, and the day off to, and having to play tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe maybe Cooper plays Vasilevsky again. Uh, good opportunity for him to go out there, play well against a, a somewhat of a, a lowered opponent and, you know, get that confidence to maybe get Vasilevsky back on track. So we'll see. Uh and I'm not saying Vasilevsky's he's playing, been playing bad. Let's make no mistake about it. He made 45 saves last night against the Rangers. But to my my opinion is that they weren't exactly crazy difficult saves. Uh, all he had to do was stay home and limit limit second chances, which the Lightning did and which he did. So um, if you take pieces of both these games from the Rangers and from Montreal and just you know certain things that you have done well over the course of December, because like we have spoken about, in recent weeks, the Lightning have been playing well in the month of December. In my opinion, the best team in the NHL right now uh, in December. Um, you do that, I think you'll come out winning 5-1 against Arizona tomorrow. So uh, we'll stay tuned for that. We'll, like I said, we'll be back with a recap on Sunday to talk about that. Uh, I do, on the, net, on the second segment of this episode, we'll be discussing some of the things I want to see happen in 2023 from this lightning team. So we'll talk about that. But first with the holiday season and new year's tomorrow, it's very important. It's very, I I cannot stress this enough. 
it is very important that everyone stays safe and makes smart decisions. That's why this episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by NHTSA. Now, you're hanging. Let me present to you a scenario. You're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks. Few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Now, nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car or you kill somebody. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under influence. That's why police officers are out right now looking for impaired drivers on the road to save their lives. So remember, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a drive. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. So remember, drive sober or get pulled over. That's drive sober or get pulled over. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give us a follow on our social media page. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that comment section below. What do you want to see the lightning do or, or accomplish or more so? What do you want to see happen from this team in 2023? Um, and... Really, what I want to see from this Lightning team, there's a few things, actually. And I'm going to start from an individual. I'm going to start with Braden Point. And we've, I, I if, if you are getting tired of the Braden Point talk, well, too bad. We are going to continue to talk about this guy until the cows come home because he is having a fantastic month of December. Uh, nine goals for him. That's 20 on the season. And I want to see Braden Point at the end of the year because I've been talking over the last couple episodes how I think he is top five forward in the league. I want to see, and this would be more so because when I was talking about that in the last couple episodes and, and when we've been talking about Braden Point throughout the course, of of this show really since we started in 2020 we've been talking about there's always been a theme with Braden Point especially around playoff time that every time he hits a surge like this mostly during the playoffs we always talk about putting respect on his name uh, I feel like he is still one of the most regardless of what he's doing right now I feel like he's one of the most underrated players in the league I compared him on the last episode to a poor man's Connor McDavid, which I think is a fair comparison given both these players' skill sets. Um, and what I want to see from Braden Point and also around the league, I want him to be in the conversation when we are having the conversation going forward as the season progresses. If he can, as long and as long as he st- continues to play like this, if he starts to take a dip or he starts to fall off a little bit. That's understandable. But I think it's time, especially if he continues to dis- to play like this, to put out performances on a nightly basis like we have seen, especially throughout this course of, of December, I think we got to include him in the Hart Trophy conversation. Now, he may not, some people may not believe that he deserves to be in that conversation, given the fact that, yes, his point total isn't exactly where it is or where it should be. 
Um, right now, Kucherov leads the Lightning in in points uh, with 51. Uh, point is a little far away from him uh, with 35, but he does lead the team in goals, and he's four ahead of Steven Stamkos, who got off to a fantastic start um, in, in the beginning to start the season. So, you know what? I, I, I think that really if Braden Point continues this level of play, continues this pace of scoring, I really think that at the end of the season, and this might not to be far off of a prediction, I, I really think it's possible that we could have the conversation about Braden Point scoring or or getting close to the 45 goal mark. Now he's hit 40 goals before back in 2018, 2019. Uh, that was a career high in points for him as well with 92. And then he's kind of had his fair share of, of injuries since then. Um, and, and also shortened season. So there's been that, but, 35 points in 34 games, 20 goals in 34 games. The year he had 40 goals, that was in 79 games. So I'm inclined to believe that he's somewhat on that same uh, that same pace. I believe that if he continues like this, really look at it this way too. I, I think that there isn't a team out there that really has an answer for him. And it really what it comes down to is, you know, it's not so much him going to be a question of him getting the looks. It's really going to be a question of is he going to be able to to continue going out there, playing with the amount of confidence? Because we've spoken about how big of a deal that is, especially when it's tied in with guys like Kucherov, guys like Ross Colton, like Braden Point, who as soon as they get a little bit steam underneath their legs and, and they go out there and, and it's – and they're they don't have a care in the world. It almost it's almost as if they're floating on ice out there. That's really what it is. And, and really, everything comes easy to them. If you don't think, if you don't agree with me, look at that shootout goal that he had last night. Obviously, it wasn't something that won the game, but the way his body language, the way he carried himself, you know, just casually going up there and scoring against one of uh, actually last year's Vezina Trophy winner. Uh, that proves to you, you know, that guy, nothing phases him, not the moment phases him. And, and yeah, given he's played in three straight Stanley Cup finals, uh, has won two at this point in his career. So, you know, there's that as well. Another thing I want to look for or when I would look what I would like to see in 2023 is I would like to see Nikita Kucherov get it going. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, Adam, he has 51 points thus far through 34 games. He has 13 goals on the season. What do you mean get it going? My thing is with, with Coach, and I've spoken about this at certain points uh, on this show, and I really started to dive into it during the Stanley Cup final last year. And if you don't remember uh, well how things ended for him uh, in, that, in that decisive game, it was not a good look for Coach. My issue with Nikita Kucherov, world of talent, um, very valuable to this team. My issue with him is that, except for a couple of times last night, and we kind of see him go through this trend now and then, is that half of some he goes through phases where you don't even realize he's on the ice. And when you are 
one of the top players on your team, a former MVP winner as well, you kind of have to go out there and make an impact from on a night to night basis. And I know that's easier said than done, but that's why these guys make millions of dollars playing hockey. And I don't because he has the ability to do that. And so I, I really feel like Cooch really needs to be assertive. He needs to go out there and be assertive. He needs to take more shots. We don't really see it that much. Half the time he's kind of just, Last night, I saw a couple instances where he was almost wandering aimlessly through plays on rushes. Uh, holds on the puck, holds on to the puck too long as well. So that's another thing. Now, I'm sure there has been conversations behind closed doors between him and Cooper about the the issues and that or or the, the, the problems that I have because I'm sure I'm not the only one that sees it. I'm sure that him and Cooch and, 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 Cooch and Cooper uh, tend to butt heads here and there. Um, to put it in perspective, over his last five games, uh, he's had he's had seven points, uh, excuse me, six points in his last five games, two of those being goals, which is not too shabby, but I feel like, and he had eight shots last night, and but I feel like a lot of those shots came later on in the game. And half the time, you know, they're they're not really productive shots where they lead to something or they make the goaltender um, really work for it. I feel like sometimes with Kucherov, what he does is he goes out there, shoots the puck for the sake of trying to force the issue and just expect something to happen. Um, there are going to be instances. And, you know, just like I just got done talking about Braden point, how he needs to continue playing the way, way he did. And I firmly believe he can, you know, it's not, it can't just all fall on him. You know, a lot of his game, a lot of his success has to do in part with what Nikita Kucherov is capable of. Now, Kucherov, yes, point getter, uh, assist guy, really, really allows his teammates to get open and, and do really fantastic things out there. But there are going to be instances, and now if, you, if you've watched the Rangers to some extent, they're kind of having this issue with Artemi Panarin. So, you kind of see some some similarities there with those guys in a way. I still think Kucherov has way more talent than Panarin. Uh, Panarin more so just, you know, kind of fl- has flashes here and there. But, yeah, I really think that Kucherov, if he goes out there and is able to score more goals consistently, now I'm not saying every night, but maybe two, three times a week, you know, that's going to open up everything for the rest of this team that's going to make – Kalorn better. That's going to make uh, Ross Colton better. That's going to make Hagel's job easier. Um, it, it's going to continue to allow Nick Paul to play at the level that he's played. So when those two guys, especially those two guys play well, um, this is a completely different lightning team and a team that we have seen that when those two guys are rolling, like we've seen in the month of December, uh, they have really open up the door and they, they are really at the top of the NHL with that level of play. So wrapping things up here on the last episode of 2022, I want to continue our discussion about things I want to see in 2023. Now, if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like, and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow on our YouTube page as well, as well as anywhere on our social media pages on Instagram and Twitter. And go ahead and drop a comment below. Let me know what you want to see the Lightning accomplish or what do you want to see from this Lightning team uh, at in the year of 2023. Now, obviously, right now, I want to just focus on this season. 
Um, obviously, you know, trying to discuss more about what we could possibly see in the following season uh, from this time, from now until this time next year, whole different story. But because we don't know any, and because we don't know what's going to happen with the salary cap, uh, if you watched Locked On NHL the other night with me and Chris Masilli, uh, we were talking about you know the 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 big question mark or the elephant in the room, if you want to call it that, that's lurking around the NHL, and that's salary cap. Is it going to go up $1 million or is it going to go up $4, 6000000 million? We don't know. Gary Bettman said at the beginning of the season that it would go f- up to $4, 6000000 million, and now we're hearing it's possibly only going to go up a $1 million. And, and that that's a big deal for a lot of teams, including the Lightning. So, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. But as far as for performance in 2023, uh, Excuse me. Um, really, not much has to change. I just think the lightning um, discuss, you know, going along with what I said before with Point and Cooch, uh, when they're successful, everybody else on this team is successful. It alleviates a lot of, I feel like, somewhat of the burden that Stamkos has to carry here and there. Um, and, and it will allow guys like Ross Colton and Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul to, to continue to be productive. I'd like to see Ross Colton uh, start to really get things going in 2023. Um, even when he's not scoring, I think he's doing a lot of productive things. Um, another thing I want to see happen in 2023 for the Tampa Bay Lightning is that I want them to catch up to Toronto, which I think is a very good possibility right now. Toronto is playing well. I will give them that. But I think that the Lightning are just as good. And I think it all it takes is going to be a couple of stretches where, especially this schedule that is coming up in January, where the Lightning are going to – I look at the schedule and we'll talk about it uh, possibly probably on Sunday after we do the recap of the Coyotes game. But this is I, – I think that every game – in the month of January is going to be a must win because this is where you make up ground uh, to Toronto. Not, not in February, not in March by March. It's I, I, unless you're within a handful of games, I I think it's a little too late. You know, you definitely want to gain some ground here. So when you do have your bad stretches, because let me, let me, let me tell you, the lightning will have a couple of back-to-back losses here and there before the season is over. It's just something that happens. But yeah, I, I I think that now is the time, and I think that the Lightning will, in fact, catch up to Toronto. Um, and I think that before the season is over, I think that they will have caught up to Boston. I think Boston, as well as they've played tonight, uh, excuse me, have played this season. I think they're another team that they could fall off a little bit. I I, I think that the Lightning. I don't think that winning this division, even with the gap in points between. Tampa Bay right now and Boston, I still think, and and call me crazy, I still think the division is within reach. So what I would like to see is I would like to see Tampa Bay win the Atlantic division. I would like them to, I would like to see them get maybe the top three seed in the East. I mean, one of the top two, the top two seed in the East, um, I would like to see them go back to the Eastern Conference Finals, which I think is very attainable. And I firmly believe also as well, and call me crazy, I think they could go back to the Stanley Cup Final. But that all depends on one person. I firmly believe it, and that is Andre Vasilevsky. We've spoken about it quite a bit, that 
he has had a very unlike Vasilevsky year thus far. Uh, still waiting for his first shutout of the year. He looked like he was going to get it against Montreal, and then we got ourselves a late goal that I was very upset about. But listen, a win is a win. I thought he played well. I thought he's been. I think he's been playing well and has slowly been getting better throughout this in, this entire month of December. But I would like to see him really get back to dominance and a lot of factors play into that that's the guys doing things in front of him uh playing within himself as and most importantly getting the lucky bounces so a lot of things uh really are in play for Vazzy in order for him to be successful and to get better as the season continues because if you get prime top of the level Vasilevsky come playoff time I think the Lightning can get back to the to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, it's going to be a a bumpy road, as per usual, to get there. But I firmly believe they could get back there, and they could definitely make a lot of noise throughout throughout the the course of twenty twenty three. And I think it will be very shocking for a lot of people to see Vasilevsky, uh, excuse me, to see the Lightning back in the Stanley Cup final. So. And then at that point, you know, anything will happen. So let me know, am I being crazy right now? Or do you believe that the Lightning will be able to get back to the Stanley Cup final for the fourth straight year in 2023? Like I said, I think so. Right now, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say that they have an 80% chance to get back there. As long as all the players and and things that I already said uh, happen uh, for 2023, I think that they will put themselves in a very good, uh, situation to do so. So uh, in the meantime, I want to wish everybody a happy new year, a safe and happy new year. Uh, we'll be back in 2023 on New Year's Day to discuss the game against the Arizona Coyotes. And as always, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Please go ahead and subscribe. You guys have been great. Uh, you have really shown a ton of enthusiasm and and just you know, have really done a great job of reaching out to me and to the show in general. And I want you to continue that as well into 23 because it's going to be a great ride. I'm super excited and I'm really, really pumped for everything that 2023 has to offer. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lighting. This episode, the last episode of 2022, I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you on the next one and happy new year.